Last week, we talked to Georgie about how he got into the business, what it is to be an electrician on set, and all that good business stuff. This week, we're taking the deep dive into the technical of on-set electrician, color, cameras, and all that nerd stuff. That's so dumb. But I, I get, get it. it. I get it. I get it. it. Okay. In the, on the backside, I totally get it. But it, what I learned from doing both at the same time and then being out, and it sounds like you had this experience too, is what they teach us is not what reality is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's there's so much. Yeah. I mean, there's the old saying, you learn from on-the-job experience. Yeah. Then you do... Um, then you do just from a book or we had professors that would just lecture the book. Right. So it's like, well, but, and, and, you know, my question now is what have they done? That's what frustrates me. It's like, it's one thing if you're in a college and you're a professor and maybe you take that sabbatical every five years or every six years or whatever that is. And you go and work in your field. Yeah. But the ones that just Sit there. <laughs> no, I know. When I was at university, when I was at uni, um, they were looking for a new department head. Yeah. And so they were shopping around for, you know, people, you know. So so-and-so was coming from, he was, uh, they were interviewing one person who came from, a, at the time, uh, came from, uh, he basically came from a university that will go nameless that he turned it around just like that. Mm. And I... Um, I, it was, I guess, out of pity, I guess, they had, because I was part of the staff, I had to show, gave him a tour of the stage, you know, of our state, the mini stage here in the cage with all the gear yeah. and all that stuff. But him, actually funny, him and I got into a heavy, heated debate about what what the responsibility of a, of a, co- a department, a college at a university, what's their responsibility to its students? Right. And we had a huge, tense uh, back and forth where, uh, the other guy behind me, he ran the post, the post-production of the film school. He almost had to, he put his hand cause I was driving and he put his hand on my shoulder, like cool it, bro. Oh, wow. Cause it, it I was, it was me. How dare a staff person question a, a, a university professor, <gasps> you know, and, and this guy had, this guy had cred. Like he, he yeah. was one of those that, you know, he had X amount of documentaries out there and film festivals. But it was a huge disagreement because I was just like, because um, I I finally got him. I was able to get him to say that it's not the university, the film school's responsibility to teach the students everything to make them prepared for when they graduate and they go out in the real world. Mm-hmm. And when he had said that, I, it had the twenty whatever the twenty some of me just I lost it. I just said. I said, then if you're telling me that then, then I have every right to say that this film school or that film school is a sham. Yeah. I said, how can you not? So then what is it then? That Then not even a little bit? Like I was even trying to save face and be a little comedic where I was like, just like 10, 15, you know? He's like, no, because the, when the student applies and gets into university, it's their responsibility. They're the ones that make the education for themselves. We're just here. We just provide it. We provide them sort of not everything and then he started to stammer and start and i was like whoa 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 whoa, what i wish i was recording it yeah we were just driving down some lone street headed to the the stage so i can hear this is our stage yeah and i was just like oh dude like well then why are these then 
So then the last thing I told him, so well, in that case, I'd then any new prospective student, they should come in here. Then, then why come here? Go to AFI then, because then they're there, they're going to get it. Right. They'll pay for it. They're going to pay for it. Right. A hefty sum. Or go to Chapman or go to USC. But, but you know what I'm saying? Why come to a small podunk university in, you know, in Arizona? Then at that point, they might as well shell out more money to get what they need. Well, and I had a, a school about five, six years ago actually come to me. They knew me. And they wanted to start a film and media TV program. And I was like, you are in the middle of nowhere. You have nowhere to feed these kids to. Mm. You have no place to send them to get internships in the major cities, New York, LA, Atlanta, New Orleans. Like you are nowhere close to any facility that does any of this and ha and like no. Right. I was like, these programs are a dime a dozen and we don't need more like you said, not prepared or mediocrely prepared. Oh, right. You know, like these people are going to end up with $100,000 in student loan debt. Yeah. And they're going to work for minimum wage as a PA for 10 years. Yeah. Like if yeah. if they're lucky and they stay more than four or yes. five years and before they go somewhere else and do something else to pay that student loan. I was like, I, I can't in good conscience. Like, I just can't participate in that. Good for you. But... But yeah, I mean, I literally walked, I was like, absolutely not. I want no part of this. And you have no business doing this. What did they say to that? They were like, well, somebody wants to give us a million dollars. And I laughed. I said, that's not even enough that's to get that yeah. started. It's not even close. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, you know, there's an alum who did really well. And I'm like, yeah, they didn't graduate from that program because it didn't exist when they were here. Yeah. I was like, and that's not enough. No, it's not. I mean, I... Yeah. I mean, I'm, I was lucky enough because I, I went above and beyond when I was in school to learn more. Yeah. Because at, at my school, the, the biggest light we had was a 2K. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And then we had Kinos. Yeah. And, and at that point, I'm really dating myself. At that point, our, our, my senior year was when we had the Panasonic 24P camera and all of a sudden progressive scan was like the greatest thing on earth because it looked like 16 mil. It looks like super 16. That's what all the students say. I'm like, dude, I'm like, and because I worked at the cage at the time, a hack that we were doing before. So when the 24P came out, the camera, I was laughing my head off because I was like, because a hack that we were doing was that the Sony, the Sony PDX, not the PDX10, but there was a, a model of Sony, a DV camera in Sony that in the menu had a progressive scan. In the sub menu had a progressive scan on and off, uh -huh. which created that soft, that softener that you get. It's, uh, and, and that was our cheat at the time. And this is, and I was just like, that's how we, you know, because we discovered it a year before or whatever. And we're just like, wow, that, that has a cool kind of look. Yeah. And then so when uh, when somehow Panasonic, you know, took that and then it changed the way uh, the video, you know, everyone it was all the rage. Yeah. Everyone went nuts over it. Then, but then you had to do that dumb two three pull down in Final Cut Pro, and they're just like, oh man. Yeah. That's the funny thing now, which these new cameras in terms of low light, like they're great, 
they're great and it's fantastic. And the new iPhone and there was that short that just came out recently that it was on iPhone and mm-hmm. the low light was amazing. But I always find it, you know, I always find it interesting where you're shooting digital, but yet you're trying to get the look of film and you're trying to re- regress back. You're spending yeah. all this money and technology to go back. Yeah. To make it look yeah. like film. Because I'm looking at our cameras and I'm just like, oh my God, you got a Promis filter in there. You got a glimmer glass in there. You got like three, four, and then, you know, the light hits it a certain way. And then you got to pull a filter out. Yeah. You're stacking. You're just, I'm like, I'm like, oh, why don't we just shoot film? <laughs> and just pay for the development. Yeah, the processing. The and process. The- but I know that's a whole other thing. Well, and now, like, I don't even think anybody knows how to do color on film, like the points, you know, the points, oh, print, yeah. printer points and oh, stuff. Like, yeah. I think they shoot film and they scan it now to get it into digital DI. And it's they like, do. well, no. But, well. <laughs> no. Shoot it right, light it right. You, you don't have I, to do see, that. You're, on, you're in my camp. Cause that's what I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, what? I remember my senior year, we were sending stuff to Photochem. Yeah. We were shipping it off. Yeah. And I'm just like, wait a minute, why? You could just let it, let the background go. Just let it go. And I'm just like, what? Why? Why? We're here. We're here. Yeah. I can, I can diff it now. I can scrim it. I can, yeah. you know, I can bring it down now. Why are you waiting? That's the fun part now. Well, let's just fix it in post. Uh, That's the age old thing. Well, he'll just fix it. Uh, it just costs more money. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, so, you know, I'd love to take a year off and to be able to do, uh, I'm an, I, I like to crunch numbers yeah. to, to see the price. I'm sure there's a price difference, but I'd want to see the well, nuts and bolts of well, it. Well, it's like tungsten versus LED lights. It's now the rental houses will practically give you tungsten lights, just get them out the door on a rental versus the LEDs. But I think they're still great. They're awesome. They're better. My boss will pull out a blonde. He'll pull out a blonde or uh, it's a 1K open face or a 2K open face, depending on how you yeah. look at it. Or, or you know, pull out a, a Fresnel. Every blue moon will pull it out. We still have we still have our tungsten cards. We still have yeah. Them. And and okay, so I'm I'm a total nerd about this, like color color rendering LEDs versus tungsten. Like I'm even on the lighting committee at the ASC regarding oh, okay. this stuff. Okay, so so ooh, I got a question for you, but go ahead and finish. Okay, so but my thing is like you cannot get from an LED light what you can get from a tungsten, and you it's cannot. science. It is literally, literally pure science. Yes, and there are some people you cannot light with an LED light. You just they can't cannot. do it. You can't do it. I get in trouble sometimes because if I'm in the earshot of my bosses, you know, and they're like, you know, and someone, some random person on set, it's like, oh, what do you think of, you know, like right now where I'm helping out a grip who wants to do his own short film. Uh huh. So he'll ask me what I think. Yeah. You know, what if we, you know, I'm helping him out. What, do you, what if we do this and do... I'm like, you know, we put an LED here and I'm like, eh, why don't we just put like a little incandescent light bulb? Yeah. It's spherical like the sun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why? And then that's where I just lower my, I lower my voice and I just say, well, I said, ah, LEDs are so splotchy. And the only way you can really use an LED, in my opinion, is if it's an indirect source. You have to bounce it off multiple things in order to get that spread that you want to get it to wrap on the face yeah, you know, depending on the LED light. Depending definitely. on the LED yeah. light, like you can't, you know. I mean, it. I mean, uh, I have. I own a couple of um, um, LED replacement fixtures for uh, Par thirty sixes. Yeah, and they're great. 
if you bounce it off a ceiling or mm -hmm. if you just you shoot it through like you know you have to have a, a double break or a triple break or like a single break of muslin or something just to break mm -hmm. it up because for some odd reason it just doesn't i don't know what it, it is it doesn't render the same way on the face it, it doesn't fall the same way it on doesn't. things yeah it just but it's the, like a just steep drop there's no gradient well and that and that also plays into what i've been dealing with a lot as a dit even with these is it's not full spectrum we're missing parts of the color mm. uh system in them and we know okay. this it's known but explaining that a tungsten gets you that full spectrum yes it shifts warm yeah but it gets you that full spectrum and so if you have anybody who has undertones in their skin, you need that. Especially if it's a round face. A round a face. A round face. But those subtle colorations deep in set the skin. Eyes. Deep set eyes, yeah. You can't get that with some of these LEDs because they're literally missing some of the, the light color spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a lot of what I deal with and, and with those LEDs. And it's just like explaining to people that sometimes you just need an incandescent bulb with a china ball over it yeah yeah and you are gonna be good to go what you're bringing up is millions of conversations when when i had to work on lighting her oh um and with harpo yeah because yep. it was because you know the the powers that be want the cheapest and it's like, well, there's a new LED and we can do it. And I'm like, mm. and, and and really in the end, I mean, it was this constant battle because it was just always like, you know, and I get it, you know, like you're, you're working, you're gaffing for an LD and they want to try new things. Sure. But, you know, but w when it came to her, yep. you had to tread lightly. Uh, I remember a friend of mine that I worked with, he, he suggested to the LD, like he wanted to use them um, because you, you have to, you have to do it. You have to, you have to light her from here, and you have to light her from there. I mean, the amount of sources that we had on her, yeah, in one setup, even if it was a one-in-one -one conversation, yeah. you know, you have a cross key over there, you got like a cross fill, then you need a little bit of fill, a little yeah. bit of back, we have that an underlight, sculpt, yeah, we have something for this, yeah. That was probably the biggest. This thing. being eyeballs, eyeballs, yeah. That was probably the biggest thing from that from that whole five years, was 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 lighting people. I learned so much from. Shapes of faces. Shapes of face. I learned so much about eyes, shapes, faces, noses, eyes, nose, hairlines. If someone came in tired, yeah, oh. how to compensate for that. If if it's you know if the makeup just was not there, um, the 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 LDs that I worked under just I cannot. They're just so. I was so. I was in. They're just so talented, and they just yeah. they had so much experience. I was just gorging myself watching them work and just seeing the finite of how to just just put a just like put a little bit like eighth, a kiss eighth, of something oh a little bit eighth of yeah. on this light you know or just you know like it's just man they had man she had she had an eye she's great she was fantastic there there was two lds that i worked for and they were both fantastic they just they killed it they just you know i could talk about it forever they just they knew how to take two, three Lecos and put different colored gels and just make them blend to bring this gradient for the background. Yeah. It was just always like, what? Yeah. I didn't know you could do that with that. Pa painting with light. Painting with light. Yeah. Yeah. But um, 
Um, I'm rambling again. But no, but no, it's good stuff. <laughs> in terms of LED, like yeah, we're just you know yeah. In the end, you're right. Just put a tweeny over the camera. Put yeah. A, put some 250 on it, or put some, put some you know 216 on it. Just like a little soft little little hint. Yeah. It makes all the difference. It you know yeah you know it, it makes a huge difference. But so then I have a question for you. Sure. So the the new Kino getting nerdy here. Yeah, go the, for it. The new Kino freestyles. Mm-hmm. Some of the new Kino based lighting. It's funny, like in their sub menus now, if you wanted to, they have a setting where I, I can I can switch the head to Rec Seven O Nine. Yes. It's almost now, like I'm like what? Like I. Do saw you know it. what that is? Rec yeah Rec Seven O Nine refers to a LUT. That you guys nope. use for cameras, don't you? Nope. Explain to me. See, this is what I want to learn. So, Tell, Rec. Seven oh nine is the the color space that goes out for television. Okay. Yes. So, what we shoot in on cameras is it could be Rec. Twenty twenty, which is newer and the largest color space and um, takes up the most of the visible spectrum that we see. Got it's it. Kind of the easiest way to say it. Um, and then there's DCI-P3, okay. which is what we see in cinemas or what cinemas are designed for, whether they deliver to them or not in P3. Um, and that's larger than 709, but smaller than Rec. 2020. Okay. Um, and then there's 709 that we deliver for standard television. Yes. Now, with that, each camera has their own log space yeah. or um s log three cine which yeah. or s log three cine what for like sony um right panasonic has their own log space so those are is the color space within rec 2020 but usually larger than dcip3 it could yes be always larger almost than 709 that that camera season got it so we take whatever the most we can get from the cameras if we can. Usually that's in a raw. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we, we will shoot purposely log that has a yes. little bit more baked in. And we bring them into that P3 or that 709 space. Now it's all changing with HDR. Yes. That is the other part of Rec 2020 and what we're doing with that because it's not just the color space, it's the color saturation as we get closer to our brights and our blacks. Correct. So that's what's going on. But we have LUTs that take us on set or in post from these larger color spaces down to these deliverable color spaces like P3 or 709. So that's kind of what's happening there. That has to do with color. Correct. And yeah. So now I'm looking at the lighting fixture and I see mm, Rec. 709. I'm like, are they? And the first thought that came to my mind when I saw it, I was like, oh my God. Now the lights, it seems like they want them to actually run parallel with the, with the settings. At the time, I was like, the settings of the camera, or however the camera is interpreting the yes. information. So it works in conjunction. Yes. And when I saw that, I was just like, okay. Another thing I'm going to read and learn about, because and I'm like, and it, and it's it's just I was like I was like okay that's cool that's great that's great and it's like so I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on that with the light fixture itself. So I'm going to shamelessly plug myself. Do it. There is if you go to Luma Forge's um, NAB talk for Faster Together last year, mm -hmm. 
um, I was one of the presenters and I did a little 15 minute conversation about this. I, I presented about this. And basically, you know how I said the LED lights are missing parts of the- uh, The color spectrum. The color spectrum. Yes. Cameras are missing part of what they see of the color spectrum, which is why the camera sees color differently than our naked eyes. Yes. So if you can line up the color emitted by the LED light with mm -hmm. the color seen by the, the sensor chip on the camera, we know we are going to get the most we can out of that camera. Mm. Or okay. if we're, we know we're delivering for television in Rec. 709, they're saying we're going to restrict the color that this fixture can emit to that Rec. 709 color space. The camera set at Rec. 709, they should be able to, if, if all the settings are right in the camera, we got the settings right in the light. As we go downstream into post-color, in theory, we should be okay and see what you saw on set through the camera. Right. So the funny thing from my from my side of things for lighting, well, not every light fixture is going to have that. Right. So then how? You can't. You can't. It's impossible. Well, it's not impossible. It's just, I just thought it was weird. I'm like, wow, they're going there. We Even need to. You Okay. So then that, that was, okay. So I was going to get to my next question. So you feel that needs to happen. We need to have or not needs to happen, but we need to have a broader understanding of color in relationship to color emitted by a light source, mm -hmm. color reflected from an object, clothing, makeup, skin. Yes. Color seen by the camera and color that we end up with in post in the color grading suite. Like if we have a dress that is aqua on set and we have a light that shoots at it but doesn't have that part of the color spectrum mm -hmm. the camera can never see that dress in the true color we see it in because the camera first the light isn't emitted from the fixture to then bounce off of it to then be picked up by the camera so when we get to post and they go that's not the color of that dress fix it and the colorist goes i can't because we couldn't see it and it's not there right so in your mind, if you had it your way, every light would be able to, uh, anything, any object that's lit or gets bounced off would actually be able to render its true color. So does every fixture yeah. need to be neutral? We're working on it. It's not there yet, but that's what the beauty was. Ideally, that's what, that's what would help you. Yeah, but that was the beauty of tungsten is it that's was full true. spectrum. Yeah. And we just aren't there yet on LEDs. We just haven't gotten there. Yeah. And and so that is Kinoflow's attempt to say, if you're shooting in Rec. 709, we're going to make the best effort to make sure you can see everything that's in that Rec. 709 color space as accurately as possible. And that's why you need to buy all Kino. Or Aerie, I think Aerie's, Aerie's doing trying. some interesting things. I think um, there's a lot of different things happening. Okay. Um, Quasar is, yeah, you know, Quasar. working on like <laughs> multi-LED, yeah. you know, you've got the RGB green, white, like there's, you know, we're, I think we're up to six or seven LEDs for each light emission in the fixtures. Right. And it's because we need all those different color space sections that each one of those six in that array works with to right. be able to see a full range of color. 
yeah. and use LEDs. And like the lime one's really key, like to have a lime LED is super key, especially when you're doing green screen. Yes. Well, yeah, I always, yeah. Like the regular green LED in those fixtures, it, it's, if you look on the light spectrum of what that covers and, and part of the light spectrum that that green LED is, it's mm -hmm. not the right section to work as well with our green screen. Yeah, the, I remember I was on this small little thing and um, they had, we had S60s for green screen and um, one of the ops just, you know, set it to green and he just said it. And then, <gasps> and then I looked and I was like, I was like, wait a minute. And I, and I was like, oh, in my head, I was like, that's just because you said the green doesn't mean that's the green that complements the surface of, they're using the right. green cloth. Right. So I was like, you got to go in there. You can't just do that. Oh, you can. Sure. Go ahead and do it. But um, so um, he got called away somewhere else. He disappeared for the day. And then I went in there and I, I I'm like. You tweaked. I tweaked that. <laughs> I That's did admit okay. it. I had to tweak it because it okay wasn't, it. it just was so off. You could see yeah. anyone, well, not anyone, but you could see it. You could see it was completely, I was like, whoa. Yeah. That's and then like, the, there's two types of green screen too. Yeah. And that's yeah. a lot of people don't realize, like, you can't just mix them either. No, <laughs> like, you, can't. you need to stay with Digi Green or you need to do the other green. Like, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, great. Thank you for answering that because I want, uh, like, in terms of the, that, the keynote fixtures, because I was just like, oh my God, okay, more reading. More learning. And it, it you know, it is changing, you know, it, well, and technology is changing. Yeah, what I gave you was like a really brief overview just now. Like, no, which was it, great. Like, yeah, definitely go do the reading. Yeah, I'm going to go Absolutely. do more reading. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. It's, it, it's a you. deep dive. Oh, I I want it because I'm just like, because you, you do have to, you have to, you have to educate yourself on the job. You have to learn how it's going to change because you want to stay employed if you know. Knowledge is power. Yes. So you got to, you know, um, yeah. You want to yeah. be that all around person. You know, you can deal with the old school stuff and you can deal with the new school stuff and then hopefully deal with what's, have an idea of what's coming. Yeah. Well, and, and what's coming are the LED walls. Yes, and, Mandalorian. That yeah. stuff is so badass. When I saw, we all saw that. A friend, a grip friend of mine worked on that. Yeah. And then, he, uh, never mind. I shouldn't say that. Anyway, <laughs> when when they, he knows my husband. And then I met, and then I met. Uh, really, uh, we had a day player with us, and he was one of the fix, the main fixtures. I think not the main fixtures guys, but one of the fixture guys for yeah. Mandalorian. And he was verbally telling me what he did. And I was like, oh, my God, this is badass and all this stuff. And then on Facebook, they gave permission and released all the techie articles yeah. of like, here's what Mandalorian did. So when it came out, I was already, you know. Anyway, I saw the article, the posting, and I was just like, oh, my God. I'm like, yep. They're safe. That's where it's going. Well, and, and what, yeah. Yeah, building LED walls. Uh, you know, putting them together, running the, you know, it's, yep, that's it. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I've been training with disguise a little bit, and it's uh, awesome. It's it's way cool, it's, but again, the problems we're having with LED lights are just compounded right now with the LED wall text technology where it is, and so we're trying to push forward that technology to catch up with the lights and be able to integrate 
more seamless, seamlessly because they're they're just three they're RGB. Yeah. At this point, they're, yeah, they're, So we're back no, to that. Yeah, there's no twenty years ago with that, with LED lights. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like you're. I don't want to say back to film, but right, kind of. Yeah. Kinda going back a little bit. Yeah, it's it's, it's technology. We yeah. step back and then kind of regroup and then go. Okay, what do we need to do next? Yeah, it's almost now. It'll, uh, when I looked at those photos, I was like, oh man, I, I mean, I'd wish I was. I wish I was there because, I mean, well, the walls were curved, right? Yep. There was some that were curved. Uh, it, was. It was, it was. It was a curve. It was a curve. So I was just like. And a roof. And a roof. So I was just like, hmm, wow. At some point, it's going to be, or maybe it already is. You tell me. It was already over a 180 degree curve. It was almost like you could do 360. And it's almost like if you want to if you want to keep going, that's kind of what you need to do, and that eliminates any fixtures or any units because it's all coming from that source. Unless it's up above, unless it comes from below. Well, but you they, know. they, oh man, I am so gonna get myself in trouble. There, they could pop panels out and like through yeah which you know yeah you heard about it yeah Um, and and it's you know but that that's part of it is now we're dealing with the problems we have with led fixtures or or i shouldn't say problems the 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 challenges we have with led fixtures are now 20 years later we're dealing with the led walls with those challenges and how to develop those on a bigger scale than what the led fixtures were to get them so that the light's right. Yeah, and, it, and the funny part, not the funny thing is, is that uh, the other idea that came to my head when I saw that, in terms of potential problem, it's like, oh, I was like, well, what if, what if in some ways the LED panel on the LED wall can also be a fixture in itself? And you can put like a, a, a focuser on it Right. Something that's like, you have to, I'm like, oh, they're going to meld the two. Yes. So it's like, so if you're shoot, so at some point, if you need it to, you're over here, you have the back room behind you. It's doing its job. It's bringing in the ambient, the backlight or whatnot. And then, you know, if we flop around for coverage, that panel there at that angle, all of a sudden is able to pop out and be focused as a key. Yep. You know, it's almost like, or if you were to, you know, you know what I'm saying? You get where I'm going? Yep. Yeah. And it's, but the funny thing is like, well, oh my God, it's like, I don't know. It's Electricians' like, worlds are changing. Yes. Yeah. So, we got, we got, we, we ought to like yeah. hook you up with the Skies guys downtown and like you can go see what they've, they've got like a stage built. Oh yeah, with, I believe With it. a corner wall. So it's, it's the, the two walls that make a corner and uh-huh. the floor. Oh okay, yeah. It are the is are that's the LED wall and that's the LEDs and they've got a camera with on a jib in there set up and you can like go and play, and and that's exactly it is you're lighting with the LED walls Pretty and much. the scenery that you've and you're creating the grain gradient through the LED wall. Yeah. If two people are standing here, you can bring up this section a little bit. Maybe bring in a bounce card. It would give me a little bit more power from this quadrant. Yeah. Just to give them there, and at that point, it's all about just reflecting and cutting. Yeah. And then you're just not really, you know, fixture yeah. what? Like, it's gone. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I want to read up more about it and to, um, but yeah, when I saw those photos and stuff and everything, I was like, oh my God, that's so badass. It is so cool. Uh, bittersweet. 
it it is but it's changing and i think yeah you know we've talked about this today is you're always learning and Mm -hmm. growing and keeping on i mean it's like any job you have to keep continuing education and training oh you do yeah and otherwise you kind of just get left by the wayside yeah i'm gonna be so direct about it yeah so in your world what's what's new for that technology what we just described is that next? Well, we, we like for uh, dealing with for with, DIT. Yeah, dealing with the walls and the color space and, okay. and the rendering and all that. Um, but it's it's dealing with HDR. It, mm-hmm. It's dealing with what is HDR? How do we monitor on set? It, who's going to pay the extra cost? That's because it is a business. Yeah, it is. You got to you know just do it for humanity or for yeah. filmmaking sake yeah we gotta have a roof over our heads and yeah. food in our stomachs and yeah. uh do you think production will pay it at some point um i think netflix is leading the way on that i think netflix is saying hey we we want to see this and yeah we understand that it's better if you you monitor on set and hopefully they're putting it in as a line item on their budgets because thirty thousand dollars for a monitor just is is not reasonable, I don't think, for any DIT, mm-hmm. unless you're, you know, that top one percent. Right. I don't think that that's a reasonable. You're not. I've run numbers. You're not going to get return on investment. Oh yes. And and the cost will never be paid back because the technology is changing so fast, and you'll have to replace it. You know, every eighteen months, two years, twenty four months, maybe thirty six months if you can get a get the right one, but. You know, in 36 months, depending on what your cart rate is for your rental, I mean, like, the, the numbers don't, there's no, there's no wiggle room there. Uh, yes. Especially in the end, where, well, not in the end, but um, it's funny how all this, all this craziness happens, and then in the end, it all gets watched on a phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started. Or, or even, or even like, uh. It's still the same coaxial cable, and it can barely hold. It's still seven twenty. Yeah. In some in some, in some yeah. markets, you know, I think I was talking to someone where they just wanted to be like, "I want to shoot a short film, and I want to shoot on eight K." And I'm like, "What? Are you doing special effects? No." And I'm like, "Well, then why?" Yeah. Like, you don't need, I'm like, in the end, it's all gonna just you're just gonna compress it down to the YouTube. Uh, recommendation for the, the codec, whatever it is, MPEG-4 or MPEG-2. Yeah. MPEG-2000, whatever it is now. Holy crap. If you're lucky, it, you'll get <clears> to show it in 4K somewhere, but chances are it'll probably get cam- like brought down to 2K. Yes. If you're lucky, and if you're, you know, Cronenberg, who has the ability to, to look at the pre-screening to really tell the projectionist, like, no, it needs to, you know, to really yeah. finite... You know, I freaked out someone the other day because they were just barely getting started in the film festival circuit. And I just said, yeah, you really got it. You know, you know, you know what they do is they they some some festivals, they still they rip the DVD or whatever and they put it on the timeline and they just recompress it all with the other. There's really no. It's, it's, oh, you lose color information in that oh, process. You, oh my god! You yeah. lose, de- you lose like detail. It's yeah. It's everything. Press. It's like oh. if your bit rate is not what's it where it's at now with these cameras. I know it's not at ninety anymore. It's more right with the. Oh, the, you're talking speed I'm of laying down. Yeah. What's yeah. One twenty at least ninety. Oh, 90, not, or right, above. 90. Remember when sixty was awesome? Yeah. 
Like I just well, this is for stills. I just bought a bunch of cards. Oh, okay. And they were they had to be over ninety. Yeah. Like to even remotely to to lay down a a raw image yeah yeah but a motion picture like when i talk about bitrate i or bit depth i'm looking at the color sampling correct and so like we say 10 is the minimum to actually do anything in color grading Mm -hmm. but we'd really prefer 12 14 for you know to really get a motion picture and like eight doesn't hack it anymore. Eight, no, you're gonna get eight's like what? Yeah, you're gonna or get 10. banding that stepping you see in skies between color sections and stuff at eight. And, and even with lighting, sometimes like I'll work on these one offs just to you know earn a little extra something. Mm. And and the you have these, you have a well, let's say videographer, yeah, they're like, I bought this, I bought this LED light off Amazon and it's it <laughs> was 12 bucks. <laughs> And let's, can we just use this? And not, you know, and I'm like, ah, and then, you know, here, look. And then they turn it on and then they show me. And then you see because of the voltage coming in the LEDs and on the camera that you read the banding, you get that weird banding. You're just like, no, can't use that. You know, sorry. Yeah. Unless you, you know, and they have it dimmed down. That's the funny thing now is, is, um, you, you have all these lights, but then, you know, they're LED the fun part now, what they really need to work on right now is to, you know, how do you get these LED lights for the long run of a scene to be able to be powered at such a low dim for the voltage to hold yeah. so it doesn't flutter. That's yeah, the biggest thing. We, I'm just like, I'm like, dude, and like, can we just diff, diff it and scrim it? Why are you going, like, you know. Yeah, you, put it at full. Give us diffusion and ND. Just dip and, it yeah. and scrim it. Sorry, bosses. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Just all that to just run at like a 0.5 or, or 1 or 2. And it's just like, it can't hold it. This LED strip can't hold it. It you wasn't gotta, designed that way. It wasn't designed that way. So put, you know, with all these Rat Pack dimmers, you know how many ghost loads I've had to throw in? <laughs> like I'm just like, ghost okay, load, ghost so, load, ghost load. So ghost explain load. what a ghost load is. Oh, sorry. So I'm, I'm butchering it. I understand. Yeah, but, I yeah, mean, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. it is. Um, uh, So... All right, so ghost load, basically, if a certain fixture, let's say LED fixture, cannot hold its voltage, so power that's being sent to make the light shine, if you run it at a certain value, like let's say like very dim, like like one or two or whatever. Sometimes three or five. Sometimes three even. or even yeah. five. Like my... Sometimes 50%, like below 50%. Yeah, yeah. If a fixture can't hold, can't can't it's getting it's it's not getting enough voltage and basically it's what not happens drawing is enough it's not drawing enough through voltage. the dimmer yeah correct and it starts fluttering then what you got to do is is that whatever circuit that light is plugged in you unplug it and you have to compensate it by adding another light to that same circuit so you take a cube tap Yep. You plug it in, then you take an incandescent light bulb that's yep. like 60 watts. We used to use park hands. Park hands. Or in the park back hand. behind the, dra- the drapes, yeah. Yeah, and you just you plug it in, and, and it shines, and you sh- you you cover it. You, you point it somewhere point nobody's it somewhere ever going to see no it. No one's going to see it. And then that circuit is actually uh, pulling enough voltage. It has what it needs to survive um, so that light can actually be... Because now you've added another... Uh, another fixture to that circuit so it can actually hold it yeah the dimmer won't the dimmer, turn itself off yeah the basically. dimmer won't immediately turn itself off It'll it go, won't oh, there strain is a load. it won't it won't strain itself yeah the best way i don't know how to describe it another way but it'd be like your arms you want it to lift 
it's actually the reverse. You're actually you're you want it to lift two pounds, but you can't hold that two pounds. You need more weight to actually sustain. I don't think yeah, you need you need right. to work the muscle more. Basically. Yeah, otherwise it'll it'll stress out. But yeah, but man, those rat packs, <laughs> they're just they're they're great. The great technology yeah. when it comes to power and distribution. We so, used to use them on ETC to my racks too. Really? Yeah, I had um, a set that had kinos in the set, mm-hmm. um, and we would we had to have like six park hands in the back, one yeah. for each bit of each kino, just to keep it going on a dimmer. Really? Yeah. yeah see, back when, in the day. See, I'm a I'm a I'm a little strict when it comes to power distribution. Yeah. Like I'm like, like someone's like, oh, uh, you know those those twelve by two hundreds. I think those are hysterical. I think they're they're fun, but they're they're you know, you can't overload it. There's just you just can't really overload it. Um, it I don't I don't call it a twelve by two hundred. I call it a, a six by, because I because I'm like, because you know there's people have different philosophies yeah. and work in yeah. different ways. But whenever I whenever I see those, I'm just like ah, that's I just like ah, you yeah, but you can plug in maybe six fixtures no it's a 12 by 200 what are you talking about you get 200 watts per i'm like Uh, dude i'm like look at it you're oh think about it break it down you have 12 ports and they say each port is 200 watts but look what it you're plug you're it's one edison out to do that to all to do all that razzmatazz yeah forget that plug in a 60 amp why in my opinion, I feel the twelve by I'm getting nerdy. The twelve by two hundred. I feel like the twelve by two hundred should not be a twenty amp Edison. It has to be a sixty amp or a hundred amp. You have to be able to put a sixty amp or a hundred amp paddle in there. Mm-hmm. There's just no way in my in my opinion. Um, I was just, if I saw, you know, if I saw the the innovative dimmer gentlemen who are, you know they're great, great technology. I love it, but just my my opinion. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't do that. If you want to just have the F Edison, cut it to six or cut it to four. Make a small little four pack. Oh, yeah. We need them as four packs anyway because sometimes that 12 by 200 is too big. Yeah. Like they're, you know, so, you know, in my opinion, I, I you know, now they're coming out with the new ones. I mean, they have, well, they have the, the 2.4, which you can plug, you know, with the 100 amp. Uh-huh. But uh, I just feel like I look at those. I love the technology. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because it's changing the way even the uh, uh, set gets rigged. The show I'm working on now, all our all our socket power is coming off two point fours, and all our fixtures are being our all our fixtures like within a set. The practicals are being powered off of twelve by two hundreds. That's where we run into that ghost load problem. Because if you're if you're set deck and if you bring in a practical and you have a hundred or hundred and fifty watt bulb in there, or you can't put a two twelve bulb in there, a two thirteen no. or two eleven bulb anymore, or anything above one hundred and fifty watts. And if you dim it down for the camera sensitivity, like it's low. It's low. Yeah, you need a ghost so, load. You're right. And I get it, right? Because you're you're saving all this money because we don't have the riggers don't have to run all this soca. Oh God cabling with the waterfall i get it but my life for years yeah but yeah so at the same so i'm like wow this is great and new and wonderful and i love it and it's amazing but that changes the the amount of bulbs there was one um there was one day we were in a certain the last season we had it was just traditional we had dimmer racks yeah everything running back and then this season 
it was going to be the, it was going to be the new approach. We got rat packs everywhere. It's going to power everything except for the floor power. That's obviously going to be you know you're still going to run your your four op. Yeah. So we're like okay, and then we realized and um, some of the fixtures bulbs had never changed from the first season. Oh. So that's where we are running into this this that's an issue. This yeah running into this ghost load problem. So there was a certain fixture in a room where it was just all like. We we're getting this ghost loading pro issue, and I was like, "What? What? It's like what? What? What?" And I'm like, "Wait a minute!" And it finally hit me. I was like, "I was like reason because we were, had by that time we had already we I had to run up to the perms, yeah, to do ghost to to plug in that whole to to deal with it at a ghost load at a ghost load, and it got to the point where it wasn't happening. It was it was um, affecting not just the room we we're in, but then all of a sudden other parts started to flicker. So finally, I was just kind of like, "Wait a minute." are these the bulbs from last season? And like, yeah, I don't think none, none of it was changed out. So then I went to the fixture that was the start of it. It's like, oh, like we have 150 watt JDRs in here. No wonder it was, you know, and, and I think, and that's why it's causing the, that's what's causing the issue. And um, so I don't know, with these rat packs, I, I'm very, we're, we're just with those, I'm very like, when I see someone like, it's a 200 watt circuit and they're trying to they're trying to plug in more than one source to me it's a one-to-one -one with those yeah things. but yeah. but on some of the sets i've seen rigged they have two or three plugged into one and i'm like dude i'm like uh you can't do that with these they're great yeah you just have to baby them a little bit yeah you, know, you can't load it overload it yeah in my opinion and you and you learn that you learn what gear you have to treat that way yeah yes you have to learn that um yeah. Even with wireless signals and all that stuff, it's like things get a little quirky. Like with the Kino stuff, with its wireless, we always have to do a dummy check when we land. If, if, mm -hmm. if we feel like our boss is going to want to use like a freestyle or a celeb that does wireless now, we're not going to use the Centena. We have to just do a little gremlin check yeah. with the board op, like flash this real quick to make sure that it's actually um, in sync with the transmitter. Yeah. And well, and in theater, we always did that. We always did yeah, a dimmer check before show. Dimmer check. Same thing. If you have to change a lamp out or something. But yeah, now it's about the, the wireless and the DMX and the yeah. the, con the control connection. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes based on the frequency that conflicts with camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're like, uh, oh. Uh, especially when we do car stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, with, um, with the Teradex and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um so it's trying to find that balance, you know, and just working with the other department. Yeah. Um, I think one time on a show we we actually had downtime and we were testing frequencies. Ah! We were like, set it here, set it there. Like, okay, that works. All right, now go 30 feet away. Now let's go together. And we were like, you know, we were on location. They were shooting in the desert. So right. we had to, you know, we still have to work. Yeah. And to figure. Problem solve. Yeah, problem solve. But yeah. it was great. Cool. Thanks for being nerdy with me. Absolutely. So I don't get to do this much. Oh, this is oh, okay. awesome. I love I, it. I, I, you know, the guys I work with, they're fantastic and amazing. I, I don't, I try not to get too wordy and nerdy about technology with them. Yeah. So I just like, you have to balance it out. I get it. So this is my splurge. I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm game. So, sweet. Like anybody who knows me, they, they'll know like 
Yeah, Tim Kang, who's a, a DP and works at Quasar. And okay. Stuff. Like, he'll... Oh, Tim, yeah, I've met... I bought Quasars off him, yeah, he's Tim's great. Tim's awesome. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, like, he totally... We call each other sometimes. He's just like, I need to run something by you. Like, I need to totally nerd out on this. And, like, I know you, you'll you listen and give me feedback. And, um, yeah, or I'll be like, okay, hey, we haven't had lunch together in a couple months. You want, <laughs> you want me to come down and have lunch? And, you know, or I'll be like, hey, I ran into this problem on set. What's your take on it? You know, and we go down the rabbit hole, man. Like, yeah. We're looking at lattice on like the color shifts in LUTs and and talking about the difference with the HDR versus, you know, Rec 2020 versus Rec 709. Mm. And, you know, he's doing presentations at Canon. And he's oh, like, I bet. hey, this came up. Like, what do you think? Or we come sh- like show up and kind of help balance some of this stuff. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay. all game with this. Okay. <laughs> not, not so a what problem. do you think? What do you think of his new Pixel tube? I haven't gotten to play with it yet. Oh, okay. What do you think? I haven't touched it yet. I mean, I, um, I mean, I, you know. Maybe, maybe. It would have been nice if it was like, if it came out before, whatchamacallit, before, um, uh, what's it called? NAB, Cinegear. No, um, what's the other company? I can't think of them right now. They got the AX1s, the Titan tubes, and what, what brand is that? That's, I'm having a brain There's fart. light gear. There's quasar. Well, no, there's, there's light gear. There's quasar. Asteras. Oh. So when the t- Asteras came out, that was like a, you know, like what? Because it was their pixel. And yeah. Then quasar came out with the RGBXs, which I have RGBXs and I love them. So when I saw that they're coming out with pixels, I was like, oh, it's like I could have waited. But um, so I'm curious to get my hands on one eventually. Maybe we um, just need to call Tim and say, hey, Tim, yeah. you got something to Tim, play with? We want to come play. Pixel? Yeah. I'm actually going to reach out to Kino because they just came out with a smaller celeb version that's mm-hmm. the size of, I can't remember what it's called, but it's roughly the size of the case, that case you have. Microphone the case. microphone case. Yeah, we got a microphone and, case. Um, and because um, at work, we have a lot of homemade Lumen Radio LEDs that oh. um, my boss loves to use. He likes to, you know, hide them near a lamp mm-hmm. just to kind of, re- you know, supplement that or or whatnot. So, uh, and the whole time, and we have some velvets with us, like some small velvets. That's a brand of light um, from Italy. So they're LED, they're battery power, and you put Centone on them and whatnot. But... So we're, we have tons of celebs and freestyles on set. So I'm just like, it's like, man, they need to, Kino needs to cut a celeb and like make it a quarter of its size or whatnot. I don't know, or half of its size, like that big, that small, and it's RGB and it needs to have, you know, wireless and all this stuff. And, you know, so we can. Yeah, it. definitely. I mean, I love these guys. Like all of those companies, they listen to us. They do. They, they, they are open to feedback. And it may not be we get it in six months. It may be a year or two years. But if they can, they try to accommodate us. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. And yeah. And so I'm looking to get one of those. Cool. So cool. just to see how it works and to see how it, how it, you know, just get away from the homemade stuff's amazing and fantastic. But it's like reinventing the wheel. Yeah. So I'm like, well. It's nicer if it's something off the shelf. We know it's going to work. It's been yeah. tested. We're not soldering things together. Yeah, well, that's what it is. Like, now the ones that we have, the antennas are falling apart. And so we have to put a receiver on it. Yeah. And just like, ugh. But we don't have time to fix it. Right. Um, Do you guys ever get, a, like, a bench day where you get to come in and just go through the set and take care of all the little things? We do that if we're on location and if we're 
and if our on-set lighting services are kind of dialed back, mm. you know, uh, myself, uh, we have a cart guy. We go through mm. and we, you know, every week just or every other day or it depends on how crazy it gets. I know whenever we come back for our double up days, mm -hmm. so double up days meaning like second whenever, you know, we have to share our lighting package. So basically we have to cut it in half. We have to divvy up who's going to take what. So the second unit uh, lighting crew is going to take the other half of that package. Mm. Whenever we come back together, as we have to go through it because it gets scattered and yeah, we have sort to reorganize it, organize it, it, sort it, check it. Yeah, and yeah. it's usually when we do that, that's when we go through and we kind of see we have to repair some stuff a little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, the show I'm on right now, we do tons of lipstick and LED pads. You know, with V3 controllers, mm -hmm. so we have to hide them and rig them, and so we we do a lot of uh, soldering. Yeah. So so we do that. That's our. Yeah, I did that two weeks ago. That's all I did. It was just <laughs> days with days of just repairing stuff that yeah. just gets thrown around. Yeah. So, but yeah. We've done a deep yeah, dive done, yeah, inside. Huge. It's the what life six? <laughs> it's probably like three. But thank you for you know. Is there anything else? No, I, th I think we did a good, we did a good yeah, thorough we, we coverage went, of yeah of everything. Enough yeah, to work with life as an electrician. Yeah. So well, I want to say thank you. Thanks for being on Filmcraft. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was great. Absolutely, another somebody to nerd out with. Yes, I love it. Yay! So well, thank you, and have have a great rest of your Sunday. You too. You have been listening to Filmcraft, created by Adrian Klotz Floyd. Our producers are Rob Goki and Adrian Klotz Floyd. Music composition and edit are by Rob Goki. You can like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at filmcraft.biz. You can find us on the web at www.filmcraft.biz. Check out Rob's other podcast, Taco City, and hear his stories behind the tacos.